Uh, by the way, um, just do like a quick plug um, somewhere yep. in the middle of the episode. All right. Hey, check out the Good Games podcast Instagram. And I think we'll <gasps> also be making a Twitter as well. Uh, our <gasps> Instagram tag. Shit, I should probably know this as part of the yep. plug. Yep. Our Instagram. Um, shit. Mm. <laughs> what is our? Mm. Is it just good, good game? Mm. Our Instagram tag nope. is there we go. at Good Games Podcast, spelled exactly as it sounds. Check us out. At Good Games Instagram. Podcast, all one word? Yep. I mean, wow. when there's no at in the word, it's just Good Games Podcast. Oh, okay. The at is just like, What's... that's how people, you know, like, tag you. What's our Twitter? Is it the same thing? I haven't made the Twitter yet, but probably. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, check back later for uh, Twitter. This, the, this, the just, Twitter. This is just, a, this is a failure. Now this tag, this plug is completely wrong, but just, mm, okay. just the Instagram, yep. just the Instagram, check out at good games podcast. Now on Instagram. Yeah, do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Good Games Podcast, you bitches. I'm James. <laughs> I'm Leo. That was, that was extra. I I got really excited because today we're talking about Shenmue. Sh- Shenmue? Shen- Shenmue, right? Shenmue. Shenmue. Yes, it's Shenmue. I, I've heard people pronounce it Shenmue, so yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that is the, the appropriate pronunciation, Shenmue. Oh, okay. Um... Is that like ever a thing in the game? I have I have no idea where the name Shenmue actually comes from. Yeah, I didn't I didn't So Leo is a longtime Shenmue fan. I oh, yeah. just got the remastered versions that came out recently and started playing them about, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is my first time through Shenmue. Oh. So I'm I'm defaulting to your Shenmue knowledge. Yeah. Uh so um let me let me begin with an experiment here. Uh what is Shenmue? You're asking me? Oh, I'm asking you. What 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 is this? <clears throat> Shenmue uh-huh. is a game um yes, it developed is. by uh Yu Suzuki. Yes it is. Um it is um difficult to categorize. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. What what <laughs> what did I just play? Um, it's a, it's, it's one part, um, kind of like story driven drama, one part open world simulator, mm-hmm. like Japanese simulator and mm-hmm. one part Virtua fighter, you know, like Kung Fu movie kind of thing. Yeah. I think you pretty much nailed it there. Yeah. Uh, that, that is basically exactly what this is. <laughs> I, I think, um, I, I think this game is more interested in being... I mean, you can correct me if, if you think I'm wrong. I think this game is more interested in being a, like, weird, hyper, uh, hyper-modeled, hyper everything is very detailed and mm. very immersive. It's more interested in being that Japanese simulator than it is those other two things. Like, those other yeah. two things are secondary to... Th- this game is so obsessed with making everything modeled everything's got an animation look look our character puts on his shoes and he you know he stops his alarm clock in the morning and we have animations for him getting out of bed and getting into bed it's all just very obsessed with this like hyper modeled yeah yes 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 Yes. um 
Yeah. Uh, to the point. To was... the point. Wait. To the point where this game still surprises me with the amount of like scripting some of the NPCs have. Like, like you'll find an NPC traveling on their motorcycle to work, you know, and mm-hmm. like you, you'll mm-hmm. recognize them, and then later on you'll see them like walking to their shop and I everything was... like that. I was noticing that like this yeah. game, this game has a lot of elements that are way, 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 way ahead of their time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Especially like the, the like NPC behaviors. Now, I mean, you can get a little goofy with it yeah. <laughs> because I just like stopped in the middle of the street and then I just had like <laughs> yeah. a big old NPC pile up right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that, they couldn't yeah. figure out how to get around me, yeah, but they like... were, but they were actually trying. They they have some yeah. sort of pathing algorithm because I could see them trying to figure out how to walk around me. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah, yeah. yeah that that was impressive considering this game came out what nineteen ninety nine I think. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also some kind of glitchy parts where like there's there's a particular section of the game where you're looking for this guy Charlie, mm. and I'm like a hundred percent sure Charlie is in the arcade playing yeah. a game because i played the game before right and, yep. and i'm like that's charlie but if i talk to him like they don't know like they don't they don't the story doesn't progress unless you go specifically to like this mm-hmm. other section you know so that's it can get a little wonky sometimes yeah yeah and um also the uh just the like music and the soundscape uh very very good mm-hmm. uh even I think like the character models and a lot of the like environmental work, uh, just the way everything is super detailed and, and modeled way ahead of its time. Ahead of its time for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if it's aged that well now, but it was right. ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, on that note, I am absolutely done saying nice things about this game. <laughs> and uh, let's get on to the let's get on to the rest of this. I, I wanted to, you know, offload all of the good things I had to say about Shenmue. Um, and let's let's dig into this. Um, my experience playing this game was dog shit. I hated it. I <laughs> what? hated it. I <laughs> absolutely fucking hated it. And let me a tell you hard why. hate. A hard hate on this game. I, let me let me let me tell you why. Oh and part gosh. of it, part of it, I'm gonna lay on the game. And part of it, I think, is my fault. Something I did to myself because okay. I can pinpoint the exact moment i started hating this game all right and that moment was when i started looking at a guide okay so the very beginning of the game um for those i'm I'm not spoiling anything this is the very beginning uh the main character his name is rio right rio Mm -hmm. yep yep um his father is murdered right and that's that's uh he's his father is murdered by some like uh chinese gang members right something Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, um, but, namely Landy, the ultimate yeah. villain. Oh, and this sends Ryu off on his whatever journey. Um, and the only clue he's got at the beginning is he's looking for a black car, right? right? So he goes into town and he encounters a couple other things. He encounters like a kid on the way, whatever. And he's just looking for this black car. So he's asking all these NPCs like, hey, have you seen this black car? And one of the NPCs says, hey, go ask this NPC. And then another NPC says, oh, I think somebody else said, the guy at the flower shop saw it. And then say, oh, the guy at the jacket shop saw it. So I was like going and like going from NPC to NPC, asking everybody questions about this black car. And at some point I got turned around because I, I forgot, like my journal was telling me one thing. And then I thought like the last NPC told me to go somewhere else and I couldn't remember what i was supposed to be doing and i was like ah mm, i 
I don't know. I'm just kind of lost and wandering around. Uh, let me pull up a guide so I can figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's so your first um, problem was instead of just talking to your good friend Leo, you pulled right. up a guide. Okay. Well, in in fairness, I did ask you: Is this the sort of game I should play with a guide? And you sort of dodged the question, right? Because uh, I don't necessarily think that the answer to that is yes. But I think are... I think I think the answer to that is a hard no, and we'll okay. and we'll get to that because here's what happens when you play the game with a guide. Uh, so you just, okay. I think one of the biggest selling points we said a second ago, the, the biggest thing this game is peddling, Shenmue is peddling, is this big, you know, J- Japanese immersion. Like, look right. how detailed and h- highly modeled this environment we created is. Like, we, we, we've, uh, we've come up with, you know, all of these pathing algorithms and routines and stuff for all, every single NPC in the game has a, you know, life or, or whatever. And, and, and there's all these, like, weather and day-night cycle, and it's all about immersion, right? Mm-hmm. Once you start following a guide, none of that shit matters. You're not paying attention to any of that shit. You're just yeah. going, you're just doing what the guide says. So, okay, now go to the flower shop, talk to this guy. Now go to the motorcycle shop, talk to this guy. Now, here's what made it absolutely fucking infuriating, is there is stuff that is time-gated. So, Shenmue yes. has it has a day-night cycle, uh, and it has, like, a, an, an in-game clock that goes, ah, I would say, pretty fucking slow. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so if the guide says, hey, this shop opens at 9 p.m., and it is currently 10 a.m. in the in-game clock, uh, you got a lot of fucking time to kill before you can mm-hmm. actually progress in the game. Yeah, yeah. that was um, my biggest gripe with Shenmue, and they fixed it in Shenmue 2, and hopefully I- in Shenmue 3 will... Well, I've I've read okay. that, um, which is fine for Shenmue two, but I want to I want to limit the scope of this conversation to Shenmue one. No, no, no. But so, that is that is the biggest problem with Shenmue one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I don't. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll get back to that. So uh, 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 I'm looking at my guide and it says, "Hey, you got you got all this time to kill. You got you know whatever fucking twelve in game hours to kill or whatever it is." Right. I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna walk around, talk to NPCs, whatever, and then. Like, I didn't give a shit about anything else in this game. I didn't care how detailed it was. I didn't care about exploring. I didn't care about it. I, I was just like, I got to progress. I got to get farther. I got to get right. going in this game. And I'm not yeah. doing that. And I can't because I have to wait. So then I just, like, opened up my phone and started playing other games. I got out my Switch and started <laughs> playing. And then I just started playing other games. And I was like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm just playing other games while I'm waiting for fucking Shenmue. <laughs> uh, that really pissed me off. But 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 I can recognize that that's something I have put on myself. Because if I don't know that the in-game like progression has, has me gated behind a, a, a certain point in time like in the in-game time clock in Shenmue, I don't think that would have pissed me off. Because I think what this what this game is peddling is that immersion. And that immersion really breaks if you're just following that guide. Agreed. Um, and I have, you know, just to, to, to add to that, I do think that even if you do notice, if the game, the game doesn't have a lot of playability. It has a lot of people who like the game have played it many times, but not because the game is very replayable. Um, because once you know um, where certain things are, you have this. You run to the same problem because you you quickly get from point A to point B instead mm-hmm. of taking a longer time, which I think the game kind of expects it to take a little bit longer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
so I think that um, it's not just about knowing, like, have, you know, following a guide so much, but also like just kind of getting ahead of yourself in that game. That being said, if you were to move at the normal pacing that the game expects you to, there is a lot of interactions that happen randomly. I don't know if you ran mm-hmm. into these a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a couple of those. Yeah. Kind of random encounters, and you're supposed to go, you know. Uh, explore the town and, and maybe play some arcade games and practice mm-hmm. your kung fu in the parking lot. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you do all that, is there, and you're and you're yeah you're, you're less knowledgeable about what to do next. Generally, yeah, you don't even notice. Even if you know you're supposed to be there at nine o'clock, by the time you know that, it's like seven p.m. You know, so you really only have to wait like you know what like a minute and a half in game. Or yeah, and that's that's why I say like part of this I felt like was something I put on myself when I started following the guide, but. Um, and, and I don't think I would have had that problem if I was not following the guide. I, I mean, I don't think I would have gotten as far as I did in the game without the guide, but I think I would have had a better time with it because there's so many of, like you said, those like random, just like slice of life, like little vignettes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are like, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Like that was really cool. Um, here, but here, going back to an earlier point I made, um, here's why I think part of it was something I did to myself and part of it's the game because the game begins with like your father is dead and you're going after these like Chinese criminals to avenge your father. Like go get them. Like you better track these guys down. They just drove off in a black car. You got, you got clues to follow. You got, but the game is not really like, there is no, resolution to the like follow the black car thing for like fucking hours and hours and hours of gameplay like you don't get like because there's so many of those like hey you bumped into somebody you know on the street like you want to buy him a drink like oh you bumped into a drunk guy like "Ah, whatever there's so many of those like little scenarios that are i mean they're cool but they seem to be completely at odds with like the really high stakes narrative that is set up at the beginning like this big vengeance like i've got to avenge my father thing like why am i dicking around with buying this guy a drink at the soda machine like i gotta go avenge my father it's it's the same it's the same sort of thing that is present in a lot of like um like modern role-playing games like bethesda games where it's like why am i dicking around in the fallout wasteland if like you know the the main the main quest says this bomb is about to go off and (laughs) i'm like in a cave, like digging for rat parts or something, like yeah, yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of yeah, the like urgency of the main storyline seemed to be completely at odds with like the oh, just take your time and be immersed in this crazy detailed world sort of thing. Like those two things, those two things just seem to be butting heads. I mean, like if you're following the trail, you're gonna get to Landy eventually. You know? Oh, eventually, sure, but like it's, it's just fucking forever. The pace of this game is glacially slow, like real, <laughs> real damn slow. Which true. is fine. Not not every game has to be like go to here to here to here to here. But I'm just saying, like the narrative that is set up at the beginning is pretty mm. fucking urgent. Like if my father dies, I'm gonna be like, oh, 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 let's go, let's go get some vengeance, man. Well, well, I think I think one thing that it, that helps on that regard is when things feel like roadblocks not so much like um like a conscious decision like i'm not choosing to go play with these capsule toys instead of finding my dead dad's killer but i can't get to this next stage until i've you know raised enough money so i have to sit here and do work this shitty warehouse job until i get enough money (laughs) to, to follow you know like 
so it, it does at some point feel more like he's had a roadblock rather than like you know he's yeah, like consciously the, be- the beginning of the game doesn't seem like that. the beginning of the game no, is like no, go talk no. to this guy now go talk to this guy now go talk to this guy now go talk yeah. to this guy yeah. now are you lost yet are you lost because we're expecting you to be lost because that's what the beginning of the game felt felt like like yeah. the, it wanted yeah. to be it wanted me to be lost in the like huge open world that it had which is yeah i mean that's that i think that's that's definitely true yeah yeah um uh also uh i i mean okay this game is nearly 20 years old. There mm-hmm. are some things that, I mean, you know, some of the graphics stuff, I think it looked great, at, stunning at the time. Uh, mm. Now there's some stuff that is less excusable. Uh, the voice acting, pretty bad. Oh, I yeah. understand. Like, it's, it, I mean, it's real bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not pretty bad. It's real bad. Now, your suggestion was to switch to the Japanese audio. Immediately. Uh, which I found to be also fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, because there's like all of these. Okay, there is a couple of. Uh, I can I can just I can just tell that it's bad voice acting, even though it's not my native tongue. And <laughs> also, I can tell that there's just English guys that like speak a little bit of Japanese that they got to record some lines because I can tell the like English accent is like real obvious. And then also, and also they just read part of the fucking lines in English. It's like, Oh, it's your, uh, the, Oh, my son is missing. And I'm like, what? what? Like, what? I thought I had this in Japanese. Like that was English. Like, did you notice that? Like, there's definitely just English in the. Oh, I don't, I don't listen to the Japanese audio. I mean, (laughs) you just have an, you're just using that as an option to like turn off the voice acting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in it for the super cheesy, uh, you know, English. uh, Yeah. So no, I did love, cause I did play the, yeah, the very, the very beginning is very good with like father, no father. Like was, was, yeah, Pukasan. Um, that was which is, that was very which totally could be read as "fuck you, son." Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, also, why does Rio control like fucking dog shit? Like, what the hell? Uh, that's a the Dreamcast controls, thing. I mean, you know. No, the controls are so bad. Like this, yeah. th- that was inexcusable because well, we're 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 in the late nineties. We know how you know basic three D engines work. Rio controls like a goddamn of. tank. We don't no, have no no no. Listen, this game uh, was be- this game was before the concept of X axis Y axis for character movement. What um, do you mean? Because I mean, the Dreamcast uh, had a joystick. Yes, but I'm saying like the dual analog X Y axis split. Like you know. Oh yeah, like, sure, 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 sure. It's, sure. It's, it was before that, so like yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. They don't. But, they, they didn't think of how to do how to do the character controlling better in 3D. Uh, no, well, they didn't think about it At to all. make it even usable. There, okay, there's a fucking dedicated button for run, which, yeah. by the way, by, by the, no, 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 because you might think like, oh, like in some games, like uh, the Final Fantasy games, for instance, like you control your character on a 2D plane, and if you want him to run a little faster, you hold the run button. No, 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 that's not how it is in Shenmue. If you press the button, he just fucking starts running. No matter what direction <laughs> you have on the pad, he just takes off running. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and and there's no you can't he controls like a goddamn tank. You can't move okay. left and right. You can only move forward and backwards. Yes, like, yes. Ugh. Okay, that's true. But on the flip side, yeah. the controls for the combat are quite good. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this I mean, is basically I, just the virtual fighter engine. Right? Exactly. That's why yeah. because they already had that engine built for virtual right. fighter. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. 
I didn't spend a whole lot of time with the fighting. I mean, I, it, admittedly, in, in all of the combat encounters, I've basically just mashed my way through. But, I mean, it seemed like it was kind of cool, especially... Oh, man, uh, it's got such depth, man. Does it? All right, tell me about you, it. Well, you can... Okay, so you find scrolls throughout the game. I don't know uh-huh. if you found any of those. I didn't, actually. Oh, yeah. So there's Because like I was little... just following this guide. Go to point oh. A, go to point B, go to point you C. I was just all... following I feel, the guide. I feel like you should stop following the guide and restart the game. And, well, I and realized play. that I realized that when I was just getting so fucking mad because the guide's like, now you got to wait till 5 p.m. Now you got to wait till 10 p.m. Now you got to wait. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, like, that's... all I'm doing is waiting. <laughs> okay. Well, with the combat, there's different, like, um, ways that you can come across these scrolls. There's one that um, is actually hidden in the dojo in your house. There's one oh. that's, um, uh, you know, an antique shop. And, and if you ha- earn enough yen, you know, uh, uh, selling off your little capsules or whatever, your little capsule toys or winning lottery. I don't know how the hell you win, earn game and money in this yep. game. Um, well, you have like a daily allowance. Yeah, you have daily allowance and you wind up with a job later. Um, yep. yep. So, so, you know, there's options. And then you can buy these scrolls and these are like actual like move scrolls. So they unlock... Well, they, they, they soft unlock uh, a move, and so it'll be like, you know, forward, forward, punch, or forward, forward, punch, and kick at the same time, or left, right, punch, right, you know, some sort of combo move, and mm-hmm. there's like a special, like, animation for it, sometimes with a cool sound effect. You, like, you get one in the beginning of the game if you talk to Fukusan, right? Yep. Um, and then, and different people will teach you different moves, too, so, like, you'll run into, like, an old man in the park, and he'll be like, oh, have I shown you this uh, move? And, like, and he, you have to, like, do the move, and he's like, yes, you're getting it, right? But that's a soft lock. Right, you you get the combo, but then you have to go practice in the parking lot or in the in the Yokosuka Park or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if you repeatedly kind of do the move, and you can keep track of it, if you press like L trigger or something, you can see how much of the move you've unlocked by repetition. Uh, and okay. so you get better at the move. And then at some point you'll like do the move like one, and the whole game will kind of stop until you've mastered that move now. And then it has increased power like damage and stuff when you go to okay, that's get into cool. fight. That's kind of cool. Oh, it's really neat. Yeah. And like the, the, the shitty thing for us uh, U.S. players uh, before was that you would finish Shenmue 1 and it leaves off in a severe cliffhanger. And then Shenmue 2 came out for a different console in the U.S. and the Xbox instead of Dreamcast. Yeah. So we weren't able to bring the same save file with all the hours of practice you did on all those moves to Shenmue 2. Now you can't. Now you can. They're all on one great Steam release. Uh, I doubt I ever will. I don't think I have the patience for this game. You, you've really, you've really got to have just the patience of a saint uh, and a whole lot of, uh, I don't know, time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always knew that that would probably be the case when you finally played this game. Yeah, it's weird because, because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm coming off of. Um, Yakuza 0, which a lot of people draw comparisons between Shenmue and Yakuza. I can um, see where the comparisons come from, but I never felt that they were that similar. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Like, at, at, at first glance, I was like, okay, sure. Like, they're both, like, really... Uh, they're both, like, very deeply ingrained in Japanese culture. They're both, um, you know, they have... Uh, both of the main characters are, like... All of the main characters are, like, martial artists. Um, mm. You know, it, it's kind of... They're both kind of open worlds. Um and that's basically where the similarities, I think, end. Because uh, I, I, Shenmue is almost more of, like, an adventure game, kind of. Because you have... Uh, like, the way it progresses feels like an adventure game. Because yeah. a lot of it is, like, talk to the next person. You know, you have to figure out where you need to go next. It, it feels like an old-school point-and-click adventure game. Uh, sure. 
whereas I, I felt like Yakuza is more um, just focused on doling out the story. I, I think that you you might find yourself later on at a, mm-hmm. at a at a maybe at a different time in your life where there's not so much going on when I have enough, a whole lot of free time to uh, with enough patience, patience to to, uh, yeah. to maybe keep going because I think that you're like I don't know we haven't talked about how far you actually did end up getting, but I do um, think that there's still a lot more to give from this game to you. I am sneaking into Warehouse 8 right now, so I am... Oh, man, you're just getting to, like, the good part of the story. <laughs> oh, God. It's so slow, though. I can't handle the pace of this game. Uh, it's it speeds so up. Slow. It speeds up a lot in the mm. second... Like, the, the, the last third of the game speeds up quite a bit. It, it oh, ramps well, up into, like, a big climactic sort of crazy fest. I, I think you should at least finish this game off and see how you feel. Without the guide, without the uh, guide. No, yeah, I realize playing playing the guide is is the wrong way because I'm not. I mean, with the guide, I'm not enjoying it. My fear is if I throw the guide away, that I'm not going to be progressing at all. But I, maybe that's just. But maybe uh, change it from wanting to progress to just wanting to experience. Yeah, I think I need to just change my like yeah. perspective and change my exactly. attitude. Like, but, just but that experience might take time, the game. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry yeah. about progressing. Just worry about like you know, just experience. Really, yeah, explore. Just experience. There's all sorts of interesting, like, um, uh, inside jokes of, amongst Shenmue fans. Like, when you just are exploring the warehouse district and, like, mm-hmm. talking to Tom, who, what the fuck is the point of Tom? I never understood this. <laughs> Tom is, like, this really cool hot dog salesman. He's, like, the only oh, black yeah, yeah, guy in the guy. game. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. And even among Shenmue fans, we all love the game, but no one understands what the hell Tom is doing there. Because <laughs> anything you ask Tom... The, arguably probably the guy who gets the most business he's like right uh, in the center of town and and gives everyone hot dogs presumably and he uh, doesn't know shit he hasn't seen anybody <laughs> he doesn't know who anybody is all he's there to tell you that you shouldn't be getting tattoos or be hanging out with sailors and then like he follows you to the warehouse area like how does what he's literally in two places at once in this game i He's he's a I I think that he's like a demigod in disguise or something. I don't know what the And finally at the end of the game, like literally the very end of the game, Tom teaches you teaches you a move. And oh. it's like, you know, like a cool like kind of, you know, what is that um the breakdance kind of fighting kind of stuff, you know? So oh yeah, that's ca- that's Caviera or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, Capoeira, so, I think. Capoeira, right. Some sort of yep. cool Capoeira kick or something, right? And then the game ends. <laughs> and, then, and then the U.S. players were like, what the fuck, Tom? Like, uh, that's, like, useless, you know, because we didn't get to bring that over to Shenmue 2. That's a very strange cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. t- Tom Tom is also one of the characters who has, like, the English mixed with the Japanese in the Japanese <laughs> dub. Because he's I, like, look yeah. at it, look at it. Hot dog! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Well, that always, like, it was always curious to me, like, how is this, like, obviously Jamaican black guy hanging yeah. out in Dubuita, Japan? Yeah. And, 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 like, just talking, mingling with the, 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 the regulars here. Like, what? Oh, man. Tom. I think you should actually switch your um, your uh, dub over to English just to talk to Tom. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I've I haven't I've been doing it in Japanese, and Japanese is pretty hilarious and also bad. So I might as well just do it in a language that I can understand. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Hey. Maybe that'll help with the enjoyment too. Maybe that'll like, immerse you even more. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's one of the other things. Because like for everything that is like very detailed and immersive, like man, the voice acting just really takes you out of it. Like. It's, it, it, it's really not much better in English. I mean, the problem is that in English, it'll be like, <laughs> like you'll talk to someone and say, hey, and they'll be like, um, 
hey, Rio. And they'll be like, where can I find some sailors? And they'll be like, oh, I'm busy right now. And then you have an option to talk to them again. And yeah. he's like, well, okay. You know where I can find some sailors? No, Rio, like I said, I'm busy right now. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Like, it's just weird. It's like totally, hey, totally. Hey, sailors, off. though. I really, sailors, please. Sailors? <laughs> you know where I can find some sailors? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's the um, running gag of Shenmue. Oh, God. Yeah. No, the, the finding the sailors part was definitely very good. Uh, this makes me really curious about what Shenmue 3 is going to be. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't. About that. I don't think you can make a game like Shenmue One and release Anymore. it today. No, no you. Can, no. I mean, you could you can make a, a super immersive thing, but like, I don't know if people are going to go for like all of the like time gated stuff. Well, well I, okay, I know that they, they fixed that in Shenmue Two. Yeah, but yeah. like all of the like QTE and like, because what is the gameplay of Shenmue One other than just like going from place to place? I don't know if people have the the like attention span to. to well, I to... think you definitely have to pace it a little differently, and uh-huh. I think that 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 knowledge is known based on Shenmue Two. I think the pacing in Shenmue Two is a little different. There's still mm-hmm. some aspects of that kind of slow exploringness, but it does the the pace does speed up a bit in Shenmue Two, and I think with Shenmue Three, hopefully they're smart enough to know that like we're in 2018 and the pace should be a little faster. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like QTE. I'm actually kind of a fan if done right. I don't think Shenmue One did it right, but no, that was, no, it was dumb because yeah. it was it was yeah. just if if you failed the QTE, it would just restart the cutscene. Like right, um, right, which is just what keep doing again until you get it right. Like if that, well, yeah. I, this is dumb. There's like there's this. like very few opportunities to like miss in Shenmue where right. it'll keep going, and right. I think that's more important in a QTE where like if you miss, yeah. like you, you still have a chance to like stay in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I think they, I feel like they would have learned all that based on just video game history of the last you know 10 years and mm. hopefully improve on the already existing formula and make it maybe a little bit faster paced um and and yeah 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 now I don't... And, 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 to, and to your point to your question about what is even shed the gameplay it it really does ramp up into a lot of fighting um at the end oh okay so okay the last third of the game is just like you're just fighting your way through to to the ending so um, it's it starts off very slow. It, it really plays like a kung fu movie. Like it really, yeah. It starts off like slow, and you're kind of learning about this character, and then he kind of mm-hmm. shows his little moments of badassery, and then at the end, it kind of like takes on a whole hundred man army. You know, like this kind of thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see if 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 Shenmue is Shenmue three is is more like uh, the newer Yakuza games, or if they try to stay closer to the older. I, I'm very curious to see what, after 20 years, the Shenmue formula what looks, it looks like. like. Yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. think. Because in in my defense, I I think the number of people who play the re, who have never played Shenmue before uh-huh. get this re-release, play it to completion, and enjoy it. I think that number is zero. That number is really high. Wait, get the fuck out of here! What? No. no way! People yes. who have never played Shenmue before yes, are yes. not playing this collection in 2018 and yeah. being like, "Holy shit, this is blowing my mind!" I, no I, dude, way! I shit you no not. No way! I've been watching. Have you looked at reviews of this game? Well, yeah, it's just reviews of Shenmue. Okay, like, okay, that's fine. No, there's there's reviews specifically for the HD remakes, uh, and there's people who have posted about it on like 
uh, certain forums and they'll be like, I've never played Shenmue before. This is my first time playing. And I got to say, this game is qu- is really good. Like, you know, like they talk good about it, which surprised me. Like, I was not expecting to here. see this many no. people yeah, I say don't, good things I, about the I, game. But that's, to their, that's shocking. They're, they're, they're probably not pay- playing with uh, the guide, though. That's true. That's true. I, I here, here's the thing. If you took me back in time 20 years and I didn't have a guide and it was the oh, late nine days, whatever, where I had a ton of free time and nothing else to do, yeah. I probably really would have enjoyed this game. I probably would have been, you know, uh, part of the, the Shenmue fan club <laughs> right. in 2018 where I'm, I'm, I, I don't, an old man. I, I, I'm an old man. I don't have time for this <laughs> shit. I don't have time to wait fucking 45 minutes for the arcade to open. Like I just, just move it along, Shenmue. I, I okay. don't. So, so that being said, then, if Shenmue had a system that allowed you to time skip to the start of the next piece of the of the kind of yep. adventure, you're, how you're would describing, you feel about it then? You're describing Shenmue too. I know you are. Right. Yeah. Well, how would you feel about it then? I'd feel better about it. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I don't. So, okay. Shenmue, I think, is primarily concerned with being that immersive Japanese... Um, it, it is. It's like a martial arts movie. And, and it's yeah. so concerned with being immersed in that Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, martial arts movie. Uh, secondary to that are, are is the gameplay, be it, be it the, the fighting stuff. And secondary to that is um, uh, actually t- t- telling the story, telling Ryo's story. Right. Those... I those two things are secondary to Shenmue. Well, I mean that much is obvious, primary... based, just based on the cliffhanger of the game. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that you can sell me on uh, a a seventeen, fifteen, sixteen year old game that just pedals itself on being immersive because I think there are games, modern oh, yeah. games, that can do that better now. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, but the reason uh, I ask, the reason I ask, how how much better would that be for you then? Oh, it would because, be better. Well, but, well, because then I'm thinking about you know Shenmue three and whether or not you would enjoy playing that. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm assuming so, that they'll have that. Having played Shenmue one and and really fucking hated it, uh, uh, I'm very curious to see what Shenmue three is going to be. Curious to the point that I will probably buy it and oh. probably play it. So well, that's that's really all I want, James, is for yeah. you to play that game with me. So let's look forward to an episode of this podcast all about Shenmue Three. All right, and yeah. we'll we'll see if both of us are you know going to be in the Shenmue Three fan club, or maybe you know one of us will we'll still see. fucking hate it. I'm, huh? we'll I'm, <laughs> I'm, maybe it'll flip flop because I'm crossing my fingers, <laughs> but I've been following the Kickstarter updates and I'm a little nervous. But we'll see. Oh, what what does that mean? Uh just you know, it's not so much like there's anything that presents itself as obviously a red flag. It's just right. like it's a lot to like take on. Yeah, and I'm it's just, a big scope. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm just generally nervous about, you know, whether or not it's going to be a good... I'm also kind of, I mean, just following the trend of, like, I mean, there's there's a big trend right now of, of nostalgia, like, unearthing these old franchises that we grew up, games, movies, t- TV shows that we grew up yeah. with as kids, and I feel like some of these creators of these old things don't really understand w- the appeal of what made th- their thing so great. Like, case in point is... I. I think something that is very close to me is Star Wars and the the you know the '90s Star Wars prequels with George mm-hmm. Lucas. I don't think he had a good grasp on 
why people why loved, Star Wars so great. Yeah, why yeah. people loved the classic trilogy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I think there's you know all, all over the spectrum of uh, successes and failures with unearthing these things. But yeah, anyway, um, I'm very interested to see what Shenmue three will be. So right, me too. Uh, we'll find out next year. Hopefully, we will find out next year. So our tie-in topic today. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Our tie-in topic today uh, to go along with our discussion of Shenmue is our top five Sega games. Now we um, agreed that this would be uh, both Sega like developed and or like on a Sega platform yep. exclusive, or also yep. like Sega published. Yep. Things right? right. Yeah. Not not. Not just on a Sega platform, right? Like, either Sega no, developed yeah. this game or published it. Or published it on any platform, yeah. yeah. When you start up the game, you, you might Sega. see the Sega yeah, thing. That's like like, that. that was, like, my key thing, yeah. yeah. That's the criteria, yep. Yeah, sure. Um, am I going first? I think I go first, right? I think you go first, yeah. My number five is um, an arcade classic. It is Daytona USA. Uh, ah. This... I, I am not even a fan of racing games. I don't like racing games other than maybe like Mario Kart. I love me some Mario Kart. I don't like racing games. The thing that makes Daytona USA so great is pretty much just playing it in the arcade mm, because um, you get in that, you know, you get in the like chair, you got the whole wheel, you got the pedals, you got the shifting, you know. Uh, there's something about that experience that is really great. And yeah. also the best way to play this uh, is go to an arcade. Ho- hopefully you have an older arcade who has not updated their machines in a long time, and they still have a whole bunch of Daytona USA machines that are networked together because you get that oh, that, yeah. that four-player action going or that eight-player Daytona action going. That's some good shit right there. Yeah, where you can but, like talk bad to people, like you just kind of yell yeah. them across your shoulder. So my favorite thing to do as a kid was... Um, not race. <laughs> I would uh, take my car. I, I, you know, uh, just start turning around at the beginning and just start going the wrong way down the track and just smash into somebody full speed at the head of the pack <laughs> and just like four chairs down. You hear, oh, what the hell? Like, like, yes, yes, I love that. Um, also, this is one of the first games I can think of that had like. Um, semi-realistic damage modeling uh to your car by which i mean like if you get hit in like the left rear tire then like you know the left rear part of your car starts crumpling i mean it wasn't super modeled by today's standards but it you know it it had some awareness of like where you started to take damage and uh that that was like really cool as a kid i was like oh my god like wow the damage is persistent and realistic and everything i i that blew me away and also, uh, the theme song is legendary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. If 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 you they're like like if you go Google on on YouTube right now, search for Daytona USA. Let's go away. It is it is a delight. It is very good. You will enjoy it. My number five is Daytona USA. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, my number five is uh, coincidentally also a, sort of a racing game, ah. except it's more of a race against time as oh. you pick up people 
From cab fare to cab fare throughout <laughs> yes. the crazy streets of San yes. Francisco. And number yes. five is Crazy Taxi. Yes. Very what good. A, what an epic, epic game. Crazy Taxi was like, it gave all the people with Road Rage an outlet before GTA was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I mean, the, the premise of the game revolved around picking up people for a taxi ride and having to get them from point A to point B in like... 10 seconds you know driving across the city and they would actually like tell you you're an idiot and a stupid driver if you weren't like driving driving crazily through traffic uh, oh yeah and getting them there and like you know just crazy you know short amount of time um, as fast as possible yeah um and yeah just very arcadey and uh, very silly and goofy uh but just i i spent a, a good amount of just hours playing that game which it's kind of a very simple formula, so it's surprising how how well it captivated people into just playing playing it repeatedly. Because I know there was an arcade version that you could play like in the arcades, but I specifically remember playing that like on Dreamcast um, mm-hmm. and playing it a lot. So um, yeah, check out uh, Crazy Taxi. It's uh, very good. That is some good shit. My number four is another genre that I don't usually go for that's rail shooters i'm not Mm. a big rail shooter guy but i loved my experience with the house of the dead overkill oh yeah um so if you played some of the house of the dead games those are another arcade classic you go in you got your light gun um you know uh, house of the dead uh you know classic zombies whatever house of the dead overkill uh originally came out on the nintendo wii and it had you know you, you would point your wii remotes at the screen you could play with a partner. Um, but the selling point to this game uh, was the story, believe it or not. Um, it was super, super, super self-aware and ultra campy. This just <laughs> just bathed in like like B-movie horror camp. Just, just bathed in it. Um <laughs> It was so self-aware and so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. They had they had a character who would like drop the f bomb. Like every other word was you know <laughs> f this, f you, f these zombies. Like it was so ridiculous. Um, and I also have to give a shout out to it had a pseudo sequel kind of uh, called Typing of the Dead Overkill, um, which is for PC. Um, and it is uh, what you think it is. It's a typing game uh, that type- tests your typing skills. So when you type a word correctly, instead of shooting a gun, if you type a word correctly, a zombie explodes on the screen. Uh, but hilariously, uh, all of the zombies have just the dumbest words attached <laughs> to them. Just nice. filthy, just terrible things. Uh, so you get to type... Uh, very dirty, naughty words, uh, and uh, test how fast you can type them while watching this insane, campy uh, horror B movie unfold. That I've is the played, house. I've not played the typing of it. That, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very dumb. It's very, very dumb. But it's good if you're into that B movie aesthetic. Uh, house of the Dead Overkill. All right. Yeah, that's a great game. Um, okay, my number four is. Something I don't think a lot of people realize was originally published by Sega. Oh. And I think I've talked about it before in a previous episode. Okay. It is the strategy game called Total War. Oh. It's, uh, the original Total War game, which I played a lot of, 
um, was actually published by Sega. And I think actually, technically, every new Total War that comes out, because they still make like Total War, Warhammer, and Total War, yep. whatever. I think uh, to this day, it's present day, Sega is still one of the major publishers. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fact checking you right now. It's uh, it is published by Sega since 2005. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I've talked about it before. It's just a really great strategy series, uh, and uh, you know, I've I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours across all the various um, you know what genres or pe- like different styles of Total War that have come out. Um, I always thought it was a weird seeing Sega on there. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know how it works when it comes to publishing, but I feel like. You generally stick to a certain type of game, you know, to like mm-hmm. give yourself kind of like credit in that, mm-hmm. like of, of knowing like what those, what, what makes those games good. So I, I don't, I think they're like, that's probably like the only strategy game Sega publishes. So it's a little weird, but yeah, technically it's on, it's on there. So I'm throwing it up as one of my favorite Sega games. Nice. Uh, well, it's not the only strategy game that Sega publishes uh-huh. uh, because my number three is a Sega developed and published it mm. is the excellent valkyria chronicles oh. uh, valkyria chronicles is a weird one it is a tactical strategy game um but every time you select a unit to have an action uh the map zooms into that unit and your the camera goes like over the unit's shoulder and you get to move the unit around in 3d space in third person so you actually get to like aim and shoot also. So it's not um it's not strictly just a turn-based strategy game. I mean it is turn-based and it is strategy, but there's also an element of um positioning, moving and shooting as well. It's also really uh uh unique uh aesthetically. It um all of the like cutscenes and character designs are this like watercolor and the story is basically World War II, but if World War II uh, was like a slightly alternate history World War II, and it was extremely anime. Very, very anime. <laughs> it was very anime. Because uh, uh, there's, you know, some there's some magic and there's some, you know, some super tanks that don't actually exist. And uh, all of the characters are, you know, kind of anime stereotypes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some metrosexual haircuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. it's very very alternate history alternate history anime uh, Japanese World War Two. Right, that um, awesome. really good. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't played it. It's no. um, it's really good. It's a pretty good strategy game. Uh, Valkyria, as of this recording, Valkyria Chronicles Four just came out uh, last week, hmm. uh, and I have been playing it. It is good so far. It is um. Basically exactly the same as Valkyria Chronicles 1, uh, which is good or bad, um, depending on your perspective. Because if you like Valkyria Chronicles 1, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is pretty much exactly more of the same. Uh, same engine, same character models, same strategy, same, same game engine. You know, it's the, it's the same. Uh, but bad because I was kind of expecting the formula to have evolved a little bit over three sequels. And that hasn't really been the case so far, but whatever. Uh, the the original game was pretty good, and Valkyria Chronicles Four is more of the same. You can get Valkyria Chronicles Four on PC, Switch, and I think PS Four. Um, yes, and Xbox One. Oh man, all over the place. Yep, uh, that's Valkyria Chronicles. It's good. All right. Um, I, I think I have played like 
maybe like a little bit of one of the games. It seems familiar. I was looking at mm-hmm. uh, gameplay. Check out um, the new one. It's good. Yeah, it might. That might be the perfect time to really jump in. Okay, so we're at number three now, is it? Yeah. Number three, um, I mean, this is kind of like a, you got to have it in your top five. I just threw in the Sonic the Hedgehog series. There you go. I mean, what is there to say? There's jumping, there's spinning, there's tails, there's knuckles, there's speed, there's awesome music, uh, Sonic, whatever. (laughs) Number three. Oh, which one? Which game? Just the original Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, if I had to pick a Sonic, it would be Sonic 2. Uh, okay, gotcha. You know, gonna already talked about it last week, so see previous episodes. Just yeah, just go ahead and just cut and paste all that everything I said about Sonic in the last episode. Just put it here. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna do that. It's too much work. I'm lazy. Um, well, uh, my number two is also Sega's Blue Hedgehog mascot. Uh, but my game is the uh, 2017 underappreciated hit Sonic Mania. Uh, that is my favorite Sonic game. Um, really? So, yeah. So, um, Sega seems to not really know what to do with Sonic recently. Uh-huh. Uh, they're not sure if Sonic is like a 3D action game or like an old school 2D platformer. They're not sure if he's like too fast, cool, like this very cool Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Or is he like the children's happy mascot with all of the animal buddies or is he like this you know old school retro gamers guy like sega has no idea what they're doing i'm i'm convinced because what what sega seems their strategy with sonic over the last i don't know 10 years seems to have just been throw darts at the wall and see what sticks uh and some of these darts come closer to hitting like sonic generations uh than others like uh the depressing uh, Sonic Boom. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some good, there's some bad, but last year marked a deviation in Sega's Sonic strategy. Um, they did put out uh, a mainline Sonic game last year that was also what was it? A uh, um, Sonic uh, something bad. Sonic Forces. Um, mm. So they did last year. They did also put out Sonic Forces, which was kind of a pandering to like the internet sonic community which is the most dangerous uh (laughs) community to pander to because it was kind of like what if you could you know your sonic oc what if you could make your own sonic original characters we put a character creator in i I didn't play the i didn't play the game but it looked very mediocre anyway no uh sonic sonic mania was a big deviation from their sonic strategy in that uh, they just gave the reins of Sonic the Hedgehog to some Sonic fans. Mm. Uh, Sonic Mania was made by uh, one or two um, very small team of Sonic fan modders who had been making like fan games in um, in the vein of like o- the old eight bit um, or sixteen bit uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, like gotcha. Sonic One, Sonic Two, whatever. Uh, and they let them make a game, an official licensed Sonic game. They just hired these fan modders, and they made a very, very, very excellent Sonic Mania. So good that I think that it is better than the games that it is emulating. It is better yeah. than Sonic 1, 2. It's better than Sonic 3. This is, uh, I mean, 2017 was a pretty crazy year for games. Uh, there's a lot coming out, and I think this kind of flew under the radar. It is worth playing if you like Sonic the Hedgehog. It is Sonic Mania. Okay, I'm going to definitely check that out because I see uh, Sonic Mania for Nintendo Switch. 
Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's out on Switch. Um, it's it's good. It's a good Switch game. Ooh, uh, ooh, okay. It's got nice little short sessions you can play on the Switch definitely, on the go. Definitely picking that up. All right. Well, my number two is near and dear to my heart. Second to the game that I'm sure you'll know is at the top of the list. This right. game was probably my favorite uh, Sega game. It is called Streets of Rage. Wow, I didn't know you like Streets of Rage so much. Nice. <laughs> I love Streets of Rage, man. You know, I've this, well, okay. To be fair, I think it was literally the first video game I ever played. So, oh, so wow, there's, okay. There's a little bit of bias there, but um, yeah, I was a big fan of. Um, I guess they're called brawlers. Just that style of game. Yeah, beat 'em ups. Yeah, beat 'em ups. Beat 'em ups. Right, that's kind of the better term. Yeah, because um, you know, there's like the well, like Double Dragon and uh, mm-hmm, Streets mm-hmm. of Rage and a couple of Marvel games. You know, whatever. Um, but uh, Streets of Rage, in my opinion, was just good. <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, there was there was a dude with roller skates, and you're like, what? And then there's like picking stuff up, which they do in every beat em up. Okay, so basically it's the same as every other beat em up. I don't know, but I mean, it was good. Let me let me throw you a bone here. Let me throw you a bone. You know why Streets of Rage, specifically one and two, are so fucking good? Okay, put it into words for me. The soundtrack. That's oh, it. Oh yes. Oh, the I soundtrack don't even, is good. I don't even like Streets of Rage, but I have the soundtrack downloaded. It is so fucking good. It's like um, it's like old school like club like electronic club yeah. like dance music yeah. uh kind of and it's just like jamming just ugh, it is so good uh the legendary yuzo kashiro at at some of his best work with the streets of rage soundtracks so you've basically heard that just from like playing the playing the playlist and they just have like that's how you're familiar with the the soundtrack Oh, I, I mean i play a little bit of streets of rage but it doesn't do anything for me but oh. the soundtrack gets me going man yeah. Dude, this is great. This is what a great game, man. Oh, God. <laughs> the style. It's really all about the style. When it comes to games like this, there's not a whole lot you can do to the formula. It's about presentation. So the soundtrack right. is great. The colors are yep. like vibrant and kind of like yep. um, you know, just like an odd like uh color palette that they chose. It's kind of arcadey and like eighties ish. And then like mm-hmm. the character models all look like super I don't know, just memorable and uh cheesy <laughs> but um just awesome man just a great feeling game yeah everything about it mm. streets of rage nice um rage. my number one are you ready for this my yeah. number one is uh it's a very japanese game it's mm-hmm. it's an open world japanese game mm-hmm. uh it's it's got it's got a main character who's very focused in his martial arts mm-hmm. uh and it's not Shenmue, it's Yakuza it's Shenmue. Zero. Oh. It's not Shenmue. <laughs> it's it it's is... other Shenmue. <laughs> it's Yakuza Zero, and it's so good. Yeah. It is so good. Um, so I, I said previous on one of our previous episodes, um, Yakuza, I think, in, in North America and especially in the West, flies under the radar. It does not get a big marketing push from Sega in the West for some reason. I don't know why they think. Western audiences don't give a shit about Japanese games or uh, Japanese culture or whatever. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. It's false because this game. I. I as a Western man loved this very Eastern game. A lot of people. Do. Uh, it is. It is all about the Japanese mafia, 
And in contrast to Shenmue, it, it's not really focused on immersing you. I mean, it is immersive. I wouldn't say it's not immersive, but it is way more focused on character development. Uh, it's very interested in telling you this story about uh, the Japanese mafia, these Japanese gangsters. Um, and uh, two of the characters I, you get in Yakuza 0, which I would recommend Yakuza 0 as a starting point. It is a prequel to all of the other games in the Yakuza series. And I've heard from multiple people that it is also the best game in the series. So it's a perfect place to start. Uh, and it introduces you to Kiryu Kazuma and Goro Majima, who are uh, these two Japanese Yakuza. And uh, th- just the character development in that game is so good. I absolutely fell in love with both of these characters who are very different. Um, but uh, I just just playing that game i just wanted to find out what happens to these guys in the next scene uh it was i loved it it also also it has a fantastic sense of humor so we were talking about shenmue like hey where are all the soldiers or or, where are all the sailors yeah where are all the sailors at hey what about the sailors i could see that exact same scene playing out in yakuza the only difference is like, Yakuza is aware of how ridiculous yeah, the premise it, is. It knows itself, yeah. Yes, so Yakuza would, like, force these, like, hardcore gangsters to be like, all right, like, the next mission, you got to figure out where these sailors are. And, like, these super hard gangsters are like, uh, excuse me, uh, so, uh, I'm looking for sailors, I guess. <laughs> like, it plays it plays up these ridiculous premises as as just hilarious jokes and a lot of it is uh, it's very very good yakuza zero it's good did you see the uh the yakuza zero character in shenman what there is there's a crossover when you went to um what is the name incorporated where you're looking for charlie and someone says to like check out like that one place incorporated and you have to go upstairs and it's a couple of like obvious like mob mob dudes in there what? But I thought Shenmue was made way before Yakuza. Well, Yakuza may have taken this character model straight off of there. Oh, well, I know the Yakuza guys were like uh, pretty famously influenced by Shenmue. Look, so let's see. Look, uh, look at that link right there. I'll. I'll what, oh, you sent me. A, you sent me a thing. Oh, it's Kuze. Oh my God, Kuze is in uh, um, Shenmue. I mean, it certainly looks out like him, and he's like a mob boss, and he's like, oh, that's... "Don't talk to me, kid," and he's like, "Yeah." That's absolutely Kuze. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. He's in that room. It's like, it's got like the guy who's like the godfather and like these guys are obviously like thugs. And so you're yep. asking them where, where Charlie is. I forget yeah, what the name of the awesome. building is. Like what something incorporated is the name of the building in China. I totally missed that. I'm surprised I missed that because that is unmistakable. Too busy with your nose deep in the guide to notice. I this. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was just playing. You know, I'm. I'm playing Shenmue the wrong way. I can. I can. I can see part of that's my fault. Well, at least we can all agree that the soundtrack, which is where I'm going to spend my time talking about my number one favorite Sega game, Shenmue. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about the soundtrack a little bit because we didn't hit that up enough. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack. Fucking awesome. Now that you've played it in the game mm-hmm. with the soundtrack, how did, mm-hmm. it come, did it come through a lot while you played? Yeah. Uh, well, in the beginning areas, um, it, the game kind of focuses on soundscape a lot. So mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of music. Right. Remember, that's what I was saying. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. It, it's kind of secondary. You know what one of my favorite tracks is, though? If you go oh. in the grocery store, there's like this oh, super yes. peppy, like, like, I love the grocery store, like, music. Oh, yeah. it's, That's one of my favorites. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much not like the traditional Japanese okay. uh, I wanted music to know, that you think of. I wanted to know if you played um, any of the arcade games. I did. I I played a little bit of Space Harrier and then realized that I fucking hate Space Harrier. <laughs> did you play any of the QTE ones or anything? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, man, it's so good. There's like the ones with the three pads and it's just like, it's literally just a QTE game, but you get a high score for it as long as you can keep it going. And Ooh. it just blinks like different, you know, inputs every time. But one mm-hmm. of them, like, um, I think it's either that or there's a jukebox in the arcade too. And mm-hmm. if you play... Like in the jukebox or on the arcade games, you'll have versions of the Shenmue soundtrack, like arcadey, like you know. It's like, that's awesome. It's really that's cool, okay. man. Yeah, you gotta, uh-huh. you gotta spend some time in there. It's just a game that's near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I know on some level that it has not aged well, and uh, and games have evolved beyond the formula that Shenmue provides. But mm-hmm. I just go back to my first time playing it guide free uh, 20 mm-hmm. years ago when it was ahead of its time. And it's just an amazing piece of history, I think, in video games. Um, and hopefully uh, maybe three will have something to, uh, to, to say about about itself, too. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope I really hope Shenmue three uh, captures my uh, my interest when that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we move on to our endorsements? Sure. Um, do I go first again? Um, well, I think maybe you went first last time. I'll throw one All out right. there. Well, you go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm having a problem lately where okay. I don't... I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering... Viagra. What, what things... Oh, I, oh, no, no. Okay. I endorsed or not. Um, I, so I, have, I've, I now have a list of endorsements I know for sure I've talked about and a list of things that I'm think i haven't talked about so you just tell me if you remember me talking about this or not all right i'll stop you okay today i'm going to endorse table tennis oh shit nice nice because i've been playing a lot of table tennis uh i (gasps) first started playing table tennis otherwise known as ping pong in college with none other than mr james wolf here and a couple (gasps) other friends and uh the i was i sucked i was terrible i was not good at this game um (laughs) but uh, with time and playing, working somewhere where they ended up bringing table tennis tables to the workplace, I was able to practice more at lunch and stuff. I got a lot better. And uh, now, here in Winston-Salem, they have a table tennis club, which I, of course, am nerdy enough to join. And nice. it's every, like, Wednesday night I go over there, they have, like, like, a bunch of tables and a bunch of old dudes who are way better than me, but I go with a couple of friends from work. And, uh, you know, people look at ping pong and they're like, man, that's a child's game. But no, there's strategy. There's top spins and slices and dices. Hell yeah. And, Hell also, yeah. And, and, it's, and it can be a little bit of a workout, mostly picking up the balls after they fall off. Yep. Uh, and you're just bending over all the time picking up balls. Um, if you have not given ping pong or table tennis a serious try in your adult life, I think you should reconsider and uh, go to your nearest, you know, kids club probably and go play some ping pong uh ping pong is a fantastic game i second your endorsement thank you thank you 
I am going to recommend something you uh, you would really like, Leo. Uh, it is a video game. Uh, it is a video game called Seven Billion Humans. Um, oh, I've seen this. Have you? Uh, I've, I've, this... I've seen you play it, at least, and looked up what the hell it was. This is a video game about computer programming. Um, okay. Now, now, some of you might have just gone, ah, ah, not for me. I don't know how to code computers. That's fine. Uh, seven billion humans is uh, the way the language works is it's all pseudocode. So you don't really have to know a specific language to play the game. The game will teach you all of the all of the verbs and all of the concepts that you need in order to be able to solve all of these programming challenges all of these programming puzzles Hmm. Um, and they're all kind of logic puzzles where you have to write some pseudocode to control a team of workers to do a task so like some of the early early levels are you have to write some code for uh, the workers to find a box pick up the box and put it in a hole um, so it's something that can teach you how to uh, teach you some of the concepts behind programming. But also, once you get to the later levels, it is a game that can absolutely challenge some of the most veteran uh, computer programmers. Because I've mm. been doing my day job, which is computer programming, for uh, eight years. And I had four years of school before that. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in this. Uh, some of the later levels were kicking my ass. Really? Uh, it is hard stuff. Um, yeah. So if you are a programmer and want to challenge, um, start playing this game, get to those later levels and it'll start kicking your ass. If you are someone who is interested, uh, in, in learning some of the concepts and some of the ways of thinking and some of the ways you have to think about problem solving when you write computer programs um pick up seven billion humans it is by uh uh the tomorrow corporation which uh if you recognize that developer's name they also did world of goo they did little inferno they also have um another game that is very similar to seven billion humans called human resource machine which is also um can it's also about computer programming um but uh, 7 Billion Humans just came out. Uh, it's very good, and I recommend it. You should play it. I'm going to check it. that out for sure. Now, do you yeah, think do you uh, think it's good enough to, like, as far as, like, teaching that to be used in, like, a classroom setting and teach people? Uh... I think it – I think some of the early levels, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. uh, some of the early levels the, – the way they've written the pseudocode is so simple and elegant um, that – like you don't you don't have to know the language you don't have to know right. you know it's more about the logic you, all you yeah. have to, it's all the concepts yeah. you just you learn you learn how if statements work like if this statement is true you're going to execute this code yeah. uh you know if if the statement is not true you're going to execute this code hey yeah. this code is going to execute no matter what then it starts introducing you know concepts one at a time then you got your loops then you got uh your memory registers then you oh. got your wow, for each Wow. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Seven billion humans. Okay, I'll check it out. I, I'm taking note because you know sometimes I, I do some tutoring or some teaching for classes and stuff, so that might be something nice. good to keep in mind. Yeah, seven billion humans. It's good. All right. Uh, is that going to do it? 
I think that's it for me, man. I'm going to go get, going to go get some uh, breakfast for dinner and uh, also endorse that. Eating breakfast at breakfast. night. Breakfast. Yeah. It's fuck so yeah. Good. I yeah. love breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Uh, next week, Spider-Man? Oh, yes. Please, yes. Mm-hmm. Are, are you done with it? Are you finished with Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay. oh, yeah, I finished it like the weekend I got it. <laughs> next week is Spider-Man PS4. Look forward to it. Right. We will see you. Or not next week, but next episode of Spider-Man sure. PS4. We will see you then. Uh, For the Good Games Podcast, I am James. And I'm Leo. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Woo. (laughs) We don't don't even need the music track anymore. Sega has no idea what they're doing. I've, or maybe, or maybe he's like he's actually like a really super serious like Japanese anime like you know. <laughs> but then he's just like really fast. That is an interesting take on Sonic. Maybe they should try that one. Um, you know, like and it's like what <laughs> his voice doesn't fit him at all. Um.